Hey, everybody. I'm George, and this is The Best Little Horror House in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest, at least. And today's guest is a writer for shows like Comedy Bang Bang, an actor on shows like Love, a birthday boy, a sloppy boy, and heck, one of the funniest guys around. Mike Hanford is here. Hey. Thank you very much. That's nice of you to say hi, George. Absolutely. Big fan of all of the projects that I named. I have mentioned it before on the show, but the Sloppy Boys concert that you guys did at Philomoca is literally the most fun I've ever had at a concert. Oh, so. you were there. Yeah, that yeah. was that was awesome. That was in that big sweaty yeah. sort of cinder block <laughs> room. It was so fun. I, I couldn't, by the end, like we were all soaked with sweat. And yeah. Kind of like I am now here in this uh, summer heat. Definitely felt like a heat wave in there, but uh, as much fun as it was, that's not what we're here to talk about. Oh. <laughs> So I want to hear a little bit about sort of your history with horror, if it's something you grew up with or if you came to later in life, if it's still only something that you're like more passive about, that kind of thing. I enjoy horror movies. I don't have a a breadth of knowledge the way some people, like some of my friends, I'm sure you had Mitch, Mike Mitchell on the show. He's a big, and Dutton, these guys are big horror people right? who uh, know about it, know what's going on, how it's all connected, why something isn't scary, (laughs) (laughs) why something is scary. It's funny, like, I'll, I'll see a movie with people who like horror sometimes, and I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't very good. I was like, ah, oh, that was pretty terrifying. <laughs> I like the genre, I just don't know much about it. You know, I'll go see, like, I just saw the Conjuring movie. And it's, it's t- uh, the Conjuring movies are something that, like, as I just said that, I'm like, what happened in that movie? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm picturing Annabelle and the Nun and everything. Right. I mean, the fact that I know that Annabelle and the Nun are part of the Conjuring world. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good, George. You got to give me that one. Absolutely. You give me that, George. But uh, some of the scarier ones, The Ring, the first one was one of the scarier movies I saw in the theater. Like that oh, man. first part when they open the closet door and the, <laughs> the girl's mouth like falls open. That was like terrifying. I still, when I think of one of the like most shocking like things I've seen is in uh, Mulholland Drive when... I forget the character's name, goes behind the diner and sees the crazy guy or That's whoever right. behind the dumpster. That is, the way that is like, every time I see it, it's it's always jarring. And I think it's like a sound cue or something that does it. It's like a, it's not like a screeching sound cue. It's just like a Yeah. Oh, man. Very That's intense. a great scene. Yeah. It's funny, too, because like you say, you think that you, like, when you revisit it, you're like, I know it's coming. It's not going to get me this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it still is very shocking every yep. single time. Yeah, because you kind of forget... Same thing in this movie we're going to talk about today. You kind of forget what they look like exactly or when it actually happens. Right. Yeah, for sure. One thing I always like to ask comedians who come on the show is what they think about horror comedies because I find that it fluctuates a lot. You know, some Mm. people are like, oh, it just feels like work. Finding the the balance of tone is not always easy. Yeah, yeah. And then some people are like, oh, I, you know, I love comedy, I love horror. Two great tastes that taste great together. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because <laughs> it's so funny that, like, horror is a genre that's got so many, like, subsets, which I think maybe even just comedy or drama or whatever do. But the, the what, what would you say is, like, a good horror comedy? Like, I don't know if I've seen... Oh, man. You know, and and, and this is kind of where, to your point, it, it there is a huge range even within horror <laughs> comedy. You know, it could go from something like Evil Dead 2 to yeah. something like Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm. Even even like Ready or Not has a lot of humor in it, but it's not necessarily right, right, right. like jokes, you know. I, I really enjoyed Cabin in the Woods. Uh, that was one of those, if you haven't seen it, we won't spoil anything, but like it was one of those ones where it completely went in a direction. 
direction I didn't expect it to. Yeah. Which was very cool. And I had some scares along the way. I really, uh, past couple of years, a group of friends and I watched all the Jason movies like mm-hmm. from start to finish. And I think we did the Nightmare on Elm Street movies as well. But the uh, Friday the 13th, those become such comedy movies. Or maybe yeah. those are attempting to be comedy movies, some of them. They're just such like great snapshots of like the year they were made in a, oh, in yeah. a funny way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, well, once you get to Jason X when he goes to space, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Hey, man, you get a great frozen nitrogen kill where he smashes that head on true, the table. True, true. We There's were all waiting for it since the first one. When are they going to right. freeze somebody? We all knew it was coming. Yeah. So you mentioned that there is a ton of different subgenres. You, you mentioned seeing The Conjuring recently, and based on today's pick, seems like you have a predilection towards paranormal stuff. Would you say that that's your favorite subgenre? I think that stuff tends to be the creepiest to me. Mm-hmm. It tends to be like the stuff that, like a monster chasing people around is, if it's done well and like it looks cool, great. But I, I think the, yeah, the demonic stuff is a little more like, I can be, I can be like scared a little more on screen because there, you kind of have to be looking at stuff. Yeah. That's what I like about this movie is you're sort of watching the background and seeing what moves and you're kind of on edge or on alert the whole time. Yeah, because it draws you in. Mm-hmm. You know, you're much more off balance when things oh, do finally pop off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a movie, geez, I can't remember the name of it now. I, I, I'm the worst with movie names, especially if I don't really know what they are and then watch them. And then <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen it once. That I watched during the pandemic about a woman who, like, her house is kind of, like, haunted. And she goes into, the, like, the back walls of the house. Hmm. Oh, shoot. I wish I knew the name. It was Transylvania Hotel Transylvania. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. The Sandman strikes again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully this recording doesn't get haunted because the movie we're talking about Whew. is Host from oh. 2020. Not to be confused with The Host from 2006, right. Right. The Host from 2013, or the other movie named Host from 2020 but was produced in the Netherlands. <laughs> so, oh, I didn't I didn't come across that one. But it's it was it came out right in the thick of uh, the pandemic or not even the thick of it. It was pretty early on, but uh the feature debut of Rob Savage who'd previously done a few shorts and a handful of TV episodes. Uh-huh. It feels kind of weird to give this context while it's still happening, but who knows when people will be listening to this. So, yeah. In early 2020, uh, gripped by the COVID nineteen pandemic, <laughs> no, no, it's just funny. Like, oh yeah, what happens? Somebody like uh, ten years from now? Oh right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, no, ahead. It, uh, it feels weird. It feels very weird. But um, countries all over began sheltering in place to help combat the spread of the virus that, at the time of the recording, has claimed three point nine three million lives worldwide. So serious business. Yeah, and. Everyone taking it seriously got quarantined, but when you're a certain kind of person, there's a a, a drive to create still, you know, being locked up doesn't sort of get rid of that, that desire to put yourself into your work or, or to be, be out there making things. And so one day in April, 2020, Rob pulled a prank on his friends. He said that the concept of this came from his actual fear of a man living in his attic. Um, (laughs) I found this quote where he said, yikes. I'd been living in this flat for about a year, and when I moved in, it was the only place I didn't have access to because I didn't have a ladder. My girlfriend was working in America, so I was here on my own, and I just kept hearing these creaking footsteps moving across my ceiling. (laughs) I've got low ceilings in my bedroom, so that's exactly where the attic is, right by where I sleep. And like the most stupid character in every horror movie, I just brushed it off. 
I didn't think about it and I didn't do anything about it. And then one day I came back to my flat and right below the attic door, there was a chocolate bar wrapper. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, I don't have any chocolate in the house. I don't eat chocolate bars. I have no idea where it came from. Wow. <laughs> terrifying. The it's most terrifying, terrifying chocolate bar <laughs> ever found. Just, it was just the wrapper or like yeah. a gift? Oh, okay. No, just a wrapper. The garbage. Yeah. <laughs> even Ooh. worse. Yeah, even worse. But he says again, he didn't do anything about it. He carried on with his life. And then when lockdown happened, suddenly I couldn't leave the house and realized there might be a serial killer above me. <laughs> Or just somebody living up there. Or just someone living there, snacking on chocolate. Snacking on chocolate, yeah. <laughs> snack, a snack hound. That's right. Um, and so he decided to finally check it out, and there was nothing there, but he realized that this was a great concept to scare his friends with. And he built this really like cute little cardboard contraption. I saw a picture of it, but it's this little, like very DIY cardboard thing that he could attach to his laptop, uh-huh. and when his phone was placed in it, it was like projected at just the right angle that you couldn't tell it was a recording from across Zoom. Oh. During the Zoom call with his friends, he told them that he'd been hearing these strange noises from the attic, footsteps and the like. And then when he goes to quote unquote, check it out, ducks out of frame, puts the phone with the recording in position, and then in the recording, climbs the ladder, looks around, and then gets jumped at by a creature and falling off the ladder. Oh. So great stuff. His, the camera stops with just his legs in frame, unmoving. All told, two minutes long. Efficiency is the name of the game right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the kind of thing that really takes off on social media. You know, it gets passed around a lot. People talk about it. It has a, a, a solid jump scare built up with tension the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And part of what made it so interesting to people is that it was so of the moment. Everyone was like, I am on Zoom all the time now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something like, I don't think... I'd ever been on a Zoom before, and it was like, you're sort of a world that you don't really know either. Yeah. That yeah. you're doing a lot. Exactly. Yeah. A huge kind of shift in people's technological understanding, because suddenly everyone was using this platform. Yeah, And yeah, it was yeah. kind of like the Wild West. This, this was back in uh, 2020 again? So, yeah. Oh, man. Just, Just for the... Distant memories. The listeners, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to look back at my photo albums <laughs> and some of that stuff. <laughs> But basically, once his friends finally stopped having heart attacks, they convinced him to submit the video to the Shelter Shorts Initiative, which was raising money to support the World Central Kitchen, and he added it to Vimeo, where it quickly racked up 112,000 views in addition to the 4 million views across social media. Wow. Yeah, and ultimately landed in front of the executives at Shudder. Was this like the first Shudder movie, or had they been doing that? They had been doing some originals, but this was definitely the first one that had kind of broken out of the people who already were like aware of shutter yeah kind of yeah, thing. yeah right the right. shutter sphere if you will i will okay good i'm glad and i will <laughs> and i'll do it again <laughs> and so he pitched them because shutter is a smaller subsidiary i think that they're owned by amc but they have a little more freedom to take chances on stuff and so mm-hmm. he pitched them on this loose idea of friends doing a seance over zoom And because they had that flexibility, he convinced them to trust him to do its own way, ultimately taking it from pitch to delivery in 12 weeks. Yeah, that's that's nuts. The the idea of shooting this thing, because it's shot all like the characters are sort of setting up the gags, not gags, but 
stunts or whatever themselves. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting component of this movie because since everyone was locked down, Rob had to direct remotely, Mm -hmm. which meant that everyone involved had to learn how to do lighting, had to set up their own blocking and everything. Very cool, very holistic. It's kind of the thing where like rising yeah. tide lifts all boats. It, and now they all have these skills. <laughs> it made me think of like a theater company where everyone has to put on their own makeup and has to like just know how a theater works <laughs> yeah. uh, to make the play or whatever show work. Absolutely. And uh, the whole kind of approach that they took was keep it breezy, leave room for improvisation. Mm-hmm. Everyone just used their own name except for Teddy who is slanted from his name, which is Edward, and I presume typically shortened to Eddie. Ah. So, there you go. I see. He wanted a little bit of a change. <laughs> yeah, this is the only way you can get the character. <laughs> <laughs> but the length of the movie, which we have not mentioned yet, is about 56 minutes, I believe. Something like that, yeah. And it's meant to reflect the length of a free Zoom call. Yeah. Although it wound up being a little longer since it takes place in, quote, movie time, which I love this decision to just know what they want to accomplish and doing it instead of dragging it out because this kind of movie a lot of the bad ones are because they drag it out and they're like all right we have to hit 90 minutes we have to have these huge long exposition dumps and everything Hmm. this doesn't have that it goes right for the throat i think that's a cool part of it too is like you know the the you got Haley who's wearing um an american college sweatshirt it looks like and everyone else is she's american or sounds american and everyone else is british they don't have any sense of like why is this person here <laughs> you're here on your uh you know sabbatical or whatever <laughs> it's just like uh is sabbatical the right word what study abroad perhaps study abroad study abroad you don't have any of that stuff which i fucking love yeah like it's just like getting into it you don't care about that in other movies anyway right <laughs> and uh yeah you bear like I really, just because I was doing this uh, podcast, I was looking at people's names, so I knew the names rather than just like, the glasses person. <laughs> but yeah, like it's not, you don't know anyone's background, really. You know, one person has a dad, at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you meet him, and one has a boyfriend, and Teddy has a girlfriend. She, that was great. I mean, it's also very realistic, too, which I like a lot. Yeah, not just even in the writing style, but in the performances as well. Very yeah. naturalistic. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of... Little moments, and I think that that's, that is where that improvisation comes from, is that because they are all actually friends in real life and everything, there's a natural rhythm to their conversations that they were able to tap into by not They're trying to do friends. too much. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, these are the actual like group that was on the Zoom call when Rob Savage did his initial prank. Gotcha. Yeah, so uh, you know that, that's the kind of thing, that easy chemistry is yeah. the kind of thing that makes this a success um, and makes us feel like we understand the dynamics of the group without having to really have that exposition dump at the beginning. Sloppy Boys podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll plug it too. Sloppy Boys podcast. Yeah, baby! <laughs> <laughs> but because it's on a streaming network, there's not a ton of budget information or like box office returns per se. Mm-hmm. But it did have a lot of positive word of mouth. And when it dropped on Shutter, July 30th, 2020, critics praised the effectiveness of the scares and the creativity in circumventing the limitations. And I think that that really is what's so special about this movie is really taking the, the constraints that were placed on it and everybody and making not just do with them, but the best of them. Yeah, yeah. Did you, by chance, I, I um, 
rented it from Amazon Prime today, mm-hmm. and there was one that was 54 minutes, and there was one that's 66 minutes, so I got mm-hmm. the 66-minute one. And at the end of the movie, there's, like, an actual, like, they actually do a Zoom seance. Oh, wow. And, you know, who knows how real it is. I would assume it's somewhat real. But, you know, the, the seance leader's camera stops at one point, and then there's just, like, little things about it, like, details about it that are... You know, it's like, oh, those showed up in the movie. Oh, oh, sorry. Before the whole thing starts, there's some text on the thing on the screen that says, everyone involved in this movie, the actors did a live seance before they started filming. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if, like, they had the movie idea, and then once they did the live seance, they, like, pulled ideas from it. Yeah. Or how it all came together. But, yeah, it was just interesting that, like, they tried one over Zoom as well. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And and it does kind of speak to that approach where it's like, you get these ideas, you might say, oh, okay, we want to include this in a scene. Let's mm-hmm. talk it out. Let's get to something where that could happen and and just kind of have the basic structure of the scene without having yeah. it exactly scripted out. Yeah. I wonder if they shot, if they shot the whole thing, not the whole thing, but if they did a lot of it on like an actual Zoom or if they yeah. did them one at a time. No, I believe that they actually did it on Zoom and that they just had people switching between like the gallery mode and the and the yeah. speaker mode and all that stuff and and they Ooh. used that to get coverage. So, pretty cool stuff, oh, yeah. very inventive. Yeah, yeah. Very inventive. And I think the guy who who's the director? Rob Savage. He now has like movie deals and stuff for Hell yeah. Shutter still or for other for Universe. I think he's I think he's taking on the Universal Monsters. Hey, I'm into that. <laughs> no, I'm Bring him back. back. <laughs> Bring back Frank. Yeah, the world is clamoring. <laughs> Frankenstein, Dracula, all of all of the friends. Booberry. Oh wait, I might be <laughs> yeah, thinking wait, of something else. <laughs> yeah, you might be thinking of a different universe, which they should bring back into my kitchen. <laughs> So to get into the movie, it starts off and immediately you know that they took the sound design of this movie appropriately seriously. Mm-hmm. There's some nice like computer mouse click noises as the production cards advance. And this is something that I wanted to mention is I started watching this on my TV and I was like, this feels like a movie that I should be watching on my oh, computer. And, uh, and so I switched over to my computer, put on some nice headphones and... It, I think it really is a cool way to add another layer to it. And oh, most times... That's a good idea. Yeah, exactly. Most times, you know, you want the big screen experience. But with this, by putting it on the Zoom format that you're more used to, mm-hmm. it really kind of immerses you in the experience in a really huh. cool way. Smart. You also get some classic coughs and, like, wind rushing over the mic and bumping yep. it. <laughs> and that little detail of the, the um, Gemma, like, her... Being on a cell phone and or computer at the same time oh for my a second, God. it's echoey. <laughs> it's, again, it's the thing that's just sort of setting you up in this world that, like, oh, we don't exactly know how this works yet. Yeah. Oh, man. And we're... So relatable. I remember, yeah. like, how many times you've been like, you have to shut off the mic, mute right. the mic, mute right. the mic. I've <laughs> <laughs> been hearing that my whole life. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's some banging, much like the original concept, and it's funny because, you know, you understand what kind of movie this is going to be. And you're like, oh, shit, are they really starting this off right away with the banging? Yeah, and she she opens up the window, and there is a, a Gemma throwing sticks and rocks and stuff outside of Haley's window. Like, it's friggin' Cyrano de Bergerac over here. Yeah. <laughs> but she is in the Zoom, Zoom waiting room, waiting to be let in, and she got impatient, and that's why she started throwing stuff. You know, when, when, you, when you heard about this movie... 
well, when I heard about this movie, I was like, oh, a Zoom movie? Okay, <laughs> whatever. There's a movie, what's that movie? Unf- Unfollow, Unfriended. Unfriended. Yeah. I hadn't seen, but from what I hear, it's good. But when I saw this, it was like, Zoom, like we're doing Zoom. We're all, I get it. <laughs> already? <laughs> we're already doing a Zoom thing. And it was, yeah, like I said, like one of the scariest, best horror movies I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it's really great and, and super effective. And yeah. I think a part of that effectiveness is, like you said, not only were we new to Zoom, but a lot of people had really kind of folded it into their routine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like so many of us did, these characters have ha- started a weekly Zoom call with their friend group. And this is yeah. sort of how they're keeping in touch. Yeah. And tonight is the night and they start to trickle in. Emma, Rodina, Caroline, and Teddy are the others. And again, this is where that naturalism really comes into play. They're just kind of like goofing around with filters and stuff while they wait for everyone to show up. Mm-hmm. First of all, great setup for the filters to come back into play later. Oh, and yeah, that <laughs> very was great, effectively. That was a great scene. <laughs> but also, like, you know, that's just the kind of thing that you would actually do while you're waiting for this to start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like good, good, like screenwriting storytelling where we're like setting things up and we see the music box and we see the little... You know the scare, the little uh, puppet doll thing. Yeah. That oh man, that later. fucking clown! But like, yeah, uh, yeah, the clown. It just it was just really well done. There wasn't a lot of wasted space because I guess you didn't have time for it with a fifty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so to keep things fresh, a lot of us started book clubs and movie clubs and whatnot. This group, on the other hand, has decided that they're going to do a Zoom seance with a medium friend of Haley's named Ceylon. They're in various stages of fear and taking it seriously, which, of course, also feels very true to life in that mm-hmm. not everyone would immediately be like, oh, wow, a seance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's, they're also going to play a drinking game where they take a shot every time she says astral plane, which pays off twice immediately. I yeah. laughed really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and they all said they were like a dip out of frame, but they really did not. Yeah. <laughs> Teddy's girlfriend, who everyone hates and shit talks behind her back, also relatable, comes in and interrupts before ultimately dragging Teddy away and turning off the chat. Yeah, she she like blows out the candle in a way that's like, (laughs) oh, she doesn't give a shit about this at all. Yeah. And neither does like Teddy really, because they're just like, oh, see ya. They're like, oh, she's changing Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) Not Teddy. Not Teddy. Not Eddie. Oh, shit. Calling him out. (laughs) There are some false starts, including misinterpreting a delivery person knocking on the door mm-hmm. as a spirit. Also very funny. But Haley says that she feels a hand on her shoulder, and then Gemma freaks out, saying that someone is grabbing her neck. Mm-hmm. This is an interesting thing to look back on, that Haley feels like she has is having something already happen to her. Yeah. You know, you kind of wonder, like, was she lying because she wanted her friends to take it seriously? Something that she very explicitly mentioned. And because the whole idea that we'll hear about later is that this thing comes through because because Gemma lied. Yeah. But See, that, that was kind of fuzzy. So they basically opened the door for a demon could come in because it was a lie. So they could kind of just wear any mask they wanted. Right. The, the, she was like, oh, I made up this guy, Jake, or whatever. And, uh-huh. and it's like, oh, I can use this to, to cross over. And later, when Gemma is being blamed by Haley, mm-hmm. you know, she's saying, like, oh, this is your fault for doing it. And she's like, oh, it's your fault for setting it up in the first place. But if something was already there, then that might mean that it's not Gemma's fault, regardless. 
And if if it wasn't something there, then that means that Haley might have been lying and already inviting something mm. evil to come over. Yeah. So either way, it's in the end. Who doesn't matter who's to blame? They're all <laughs> so dead. true. So true. <laughs> when they ask who it is, Gemma says that the name Jack comes to mind, and he's a kid from school who hanged himself. And Ceylon's connection drops out as she tries to start to help Gemma through this. Which did you is when, see when when her connection drops out? Did you see like something like fall in her frame? It's like a for me it looked like a coat rack or something <laughs> fell. But if the first time watching, I thought someone was like rushing in at her. Ooh, spooky. It is spooky, but they never really talk about it, and she's fine later. So I think it's just a thing that's maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't need to be explained. Maybe she's just like, I'm used to supernatural stuff happening yeah. around me all the time. All, all my ghosts live in the house. <laughs> and this is when Gemma reveals that she was faking. Mm-hmm. Classic move, although perhaps a little grim for a fake one, to be like, I knew a kid who killed himself. <laughs> yeah, it really it worked on me, though. It was like a really good story to tell. Yeah. Like, he helped he helped her. Or she was, he was nice to her when she br- cracked her head open or something. <laughs> Everyone's always cracking their head open over there yeah, in England. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it means something different here. (laughs) (laughs) Haley is pissed about this faking. And rightfully so. And rightfully so. I I would be the faker, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But she's she's sitting there sulking, and when Gemma prods her a little bit, Haley freaks out on her and the whole group kind of explodes in an argument. But mid-fight, Haley's chair gets pulled back really forcefully Mm -hmm. by something we can't see. And this is really only like what? I think it's like 20 minutes in. That's one of those ones, too. I was like, how did they do that by themselves? Incredible. Don't know. She's so excited about this that she invites it in to talk with them. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a few more signals. So Haley gets up to explore. Things feel so authentic. Just every like little character choice. (laughs) One thing I noticed in particular here was when Gemma like puts her hood up out of nervousness and just kind of like clutches oh, it yeah. a little tightly. That was me watching this movie. <laughs> I really was like I had to put a, a hood on. Hell yeah. And and that's 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 acting, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was acting scared. <laughs> it isn't just at Haley's though. Caroline hears some loud banging in her house mm-hmm. and she goes to investigate it herself. It seems to be coming from the attic and Haley urges her onward when she climbs up. We see a, a man hanging there very briefly. Yeah. And when the camera turns around again, it's gone. That was, yeah, that was uh, very cool. This was one of those movies, too. I've seen it now three times, and I thought that was much later in the, the movie. It's, it's one of those movies where you kind of forget how the order of things happen, which is good on a, a second or third watch because you kind of you don't really remember how it all unfolds. And it's all new to you. It is really great for that kind of thing. It lends a little bit of rewatchability because yeah. since it is so active and so fast-paced, you know, there's always little little new things that you that you might be picking up on, smaller details, and because it, it feels like it's moving so fast between the different camera angles, thanks to the zoom, di- uh, like just the way that it functions, mm-hmm. it does feel like you're like, oh wait, like were we in Caroline's? Were we in Haley's room? Where like when does this happen? The frenetic energy lends a cool mania to it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, Haley takes a photo of her room, and in the background of the Polaroid, there it is. The Hanging Man. Yes. Really scary. Very <laughs> this scary moment stuff. really it was like, ooh. Not cool. <laughs> I did have to pause it, though, to, be like, to look at it again. I couldn't really tell what it was. Because I think the first time I saw it, I thought it was just two eyes ooh. from whatever I saw in the photo. Too that would have been scary, too. Glowing eyes. Well, sure. <laughs> <it would be> scary. <laughs> 
And they sit there trying to like parse this information when Emma's glass shatters on screen, even though it wasn't even being held. And of course, it's very effective to now have Gemma herself being so scared because we as viewers are like, oh, if the one who was goofing around is serious now, this must be getting intense. Just a good way to kind of increase the stakes in our mind. Yeah. They finally get Ceylon back on the phone. And after hearing that Jack was made up, she explains that they disrespected the spirits. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> this could be bad. This could be bad. And <laughs> by making this guy up, they created a mask that anything could come through and wear. They ask if it's a friend, and the lights go haywire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is another very fun moment. The demon didn't really follow the knock once for yes, <laughs> knock two for no type thing. It was just kind of like nuts. <laughs> like, hey. Demons famously play by their own rules. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's like their number one thing. Right. There was no knocking at all. That's right. And it's just a really effective moment of like open hostility. You know, I feel mm. like that doesn't usually happen this early uh, in a movie to, to just have it be so clearly a malevolent being. Usually there's a little more of a like slow ramp up. Mm -hmm. But with this... That happens. Ceylon's call gets disconnected again. It leaves them alone, vulnerable. They're cut off. It's it's a really scary moment to feel like feel like they're gonna get this person who can help them back in, and then have that immediately taken away again. Yeah, they do the like rope visualization ending of the seance that uh, Ceylon had told them about, and it seems to be over since nothing responds anymore. And there's a very funny moment of tension breaking here <laughs> when <laughs> Haley sneezes. This actually was something unplanned, but that they left in. And everyone just kind of giggles because it's so normal. And, and Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're just like, oh, yeah, like, everyone is still around. Like, oh, we did it. We made it. <laughs> we can still sneeze. <laughs> That's how you know. At least we have our sneezes. <laughs> still hanging on <laughs> as long as we can sneeze. But what brings them back into reality, George? What snaps them back into As it? Radina leaves the room... We see another freaking body hanging behind her. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man. The great dramatic irony and tension instantly reformed. We know it's not over, but they're relaxed and unsuspecting. Oh, man. Bad she, idea. It's so... Oh, man. She starts looking around for her boyfriend. <laughs> and he just like seems to have vanished. Yeah. Leaving his phone behind. That's a great moment where she finds the phone there. Yeah. Because the only way he could have gotten out was through the... Like, he would have had to walk out the bedroom to leave the right. flat, as they say. Right. And she's still wandering around. They're getting ready to break for the night when the video background that Caroline had with herself Ooh. wandering around in the house uh, temporarily breaks as something gets thrown against the computer. This was, I think, my favorite of the, of the, like, the Zoom tricks. Oh, man. It's so good. And... It's funny because in real life, when like you when you're on a Zoom call and you're just playing around with those backgrounds, like sometimes it can look really scary when you just like lean back in the wrong way and like mm -hmm. all of a sudden your like arm is cleaved in half. <laughs> <laughs> and, like there's a lot of like weird stuff that happens with uh, like its sensor of your body, and so yeah, yeah. For this to use that so effectively, not only as like a cover up and like something to come through. Mm -hmm. but to kind of keep us guessing because it literally has like the character wandering around in the background. Yeah. It made me, it did make me feel like something like it gave you the um, visualization of like coming through a world, like jumping through worlds. Yes, kind of. absolutely. Uh, because there's this like world you see on the screen, uh, the zoom screen, and then her face just gets smashed <laughs> into the, uh, 
the keyboard like ooh that's the real world <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's it's cool because even though it's a very sudden and jarring thing mm-hmm. they still manage to kind of tease it out a little bit because we get this first instance of it and everyone is like what the hell was that yeah right 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 and they call like Haley goes to call Caroline and be like is what's like what's going on is everything mm-hmm. okay Emma has been playing around with filters again and it attaches onto something invisible. Yeah. Which, scary enough on its own. But then the face turns to look at her. Right, right. <laughs> which, you're just absolutely <laughs> pants shitting. It's like a scary filter. It's like the one with the... Uh, it was like a, the old masks that you would like put on and it would like have the makeup on it and everything. Yeah. yeah. And then what does she do? She does what we all would do in that situation. We throw flour at it. <laughs> <laughs> you run to the kitchen and get flour. Got to see if those footprints show yeah. up, baby. And uh, how did they do that too? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Yeah, the and the you know the cabinets all fly open and the footprints yeah. are co- like showing up, but very quickly too. It's like it's so incredibly frenetic. The the kitchen explodes with force. Emma gets lifted up by something and then dropped to the floor. Radina's oven starts to smoke, mm-hmm. and she goes to address that. When Alan's corpse drops in front of her. Sure. <laughs> Big rip to Alan, an unfortunate bystander in this whole endeavor. Yeah, geez. He should have gotten out of there. <laughs> he shouldn't have moved in with her. That was the, the concern the whole time. No, it sure was. And uh, you know what? He paid for it with his life. That's right. She freaks out and runs to the door, but gets dragged back and killed by whatever is haunting them. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have a moment to like really take this in. Because suddenly the Caroline stuff comes back into play and nonsense messages start coming through the chat function yeah. of Zoom. And this is very like scary. You're like, it's like a ticking clock almost. It feels like, what could this possibly mean? And then eventually the video background breaks through again, revealing her face being smashed onto the desk and keyboard while she begs for help before finally being pulled back and the video background popping back in. Just so incredible. So many little things playing off each other in a fun way. Very scary moment. And then for it to to have the forced silence of the video background popping back in and like making you reckon with it, it's just really great. And she's saying, like, help me at the time, and, like, nobody could... You're on Zoom, you, like, can't get there. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one thing, though, I'll say. The only thing in the movie that could have been... You know, it's it's not fun to pick apart movies. But if she's getting her face smashed in, she's on her f- cell phone because remember she got a selfie stick and put her phone on. That's how she oh, looked yeah. up at, at the um, kid hanging in the, the attic. Oh, yeah. So what is she smashing into? <laughs> Maybe she uh, switched back. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she switched back. <laughs> <laughs> or she's just got a really wide iPhone. Or she's got a, a, a keypad. Could be a, a Could thousand be. different options. But it took me out of the movie. I didn't watch the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Zero out of ten. Yeah, this is now, I couldn't do it. Now the worst on. little horror house in Philly. <laughs> yes. Change, change the podcast just for this episode. <laughs> but this is when Haley and Gemma start fighting about whose fault it is. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't really matter whose fault it is. Sure. You know, there's a little bit of a argument about, oh, Haley was the one trying to contact the spirits in the first place. But regardless, they all feel very guilty and responsible for what is happening. Mm-hmm. Haley gets dragged back off her chair mid-yell and then off screen. 
And Gemma runs to go check on her in person because, as we've seen, they set it up very nicely. They're very yes. close by. She was throwing rocks at her at her window right there. Great, again, setup that you didn't even know was set up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and uh, I might add that when she goes to go check on her, she is wearing her mask wrong. <laughs> oh, she had it down around the nose. That's right. I thought that was uh, probably a, like, didn't want to fog up the glasses. <laughs> you're in a movie type thing. Yes, I'll also, I would also let it slide on account of the whole demonic possession panic. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two, two reasons for, uh, for allowing uh, the mask to be a little low. <laughs> Emma is the only one left on the call now. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, Teddy's computer joins in again. Ooh. <laughs> and it's the fucking, fucking clown marionette. Yeah. So, and you're like, no, no. Now, do you think... <laughs> Do you think I mean, we all know what happens to Teddy? Do you do you think him coming back into the Zoom like was uh, if he didn't come back in the Zoom he would have been fine? I do think that. Yeah. So it really was through the computer. <laughs> yeah. The, the demon got him. Ooh. You know he his girlfriend almost saved him, and yep. Uh, yep. unfortunately another bystander. <laughs> now they're both dead. Yeah, because we find out that it is uh, in fact not the clown being possessed. It's Teddy just goofing around. Unluckily, he is not off the hook. His power cuts out. The ten-minute warning for the Zoom call pops up. Mm-hmm. A very nice touch. That's that was cool. <laughs> With a little, uh, and there is actually about ten minutes remaining. Mm-hmm. And so Teddy goes to look for his fuse box. He gets jumped by the spirit, looking like a freaking burnt-ass zombie or something. Yeah, those were good. Those were good, uh, good effects for the tiny budget they had. Very freaky. He runs outside, and he sees Ginny, his girlfriend, get lifted into the air, and her neck snapped, and then dropped in the pool. Uh-huh. This is another one where you're like, I don't know how they did no this way, by themselves. Yeah. Crazy. I think there was something to the, uh, an article I read when I watched this movie the first time. I think they did get some stunt people that they knew mm-hmm. to help. So that, that could have been a whole different character, or a whole different actor in a different location. True. Uh, yeah, her hair was down. Uh, yeah, I think it was <laughs> stuff like that, like really difficult things they had other people do and stitched together somehow. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. Emma's door swings open and she throws her blanket, which wraps around the demon that and shows cool it's there. <laughs> really good moment. Oh, man. It's the kind of thing where you're like, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know what you mean. You should have done that, but like, it didn't matter anyway. But. Yeah. We now we know, <laughs> <laughs> and all you can do is just wait for it to come at you. Yeah, it's it's really great. How does she? Oh, she goes through the window. That's right. She tries right. to get out the window and gets thrown down to her death. Yeah, luckily her computer landed exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. This is actually an ad for Max as well because it yeah. does not crack at all. <laughs> Perfect uh, line of sight on them. Gemma breaks into Haley's window. But gets bottled by the spirit as she, she looks around. She has a very comic, uh, <laughs> like getting knocked and falling. So she's like, <laughs> I had to, I had to break a little bit on that one. Yeah, it was a, a little, a little slapsticky. Yeah, but I liked it. It is, yeah, exactly. It's fun and more like just ghost shit is happening mm-hmm. around as she, as she looks around, and she powers through and finds Haley hiding under her desk. And there's another fun little, like, tension break where they bump elbows and kind of yeah, yeah, like, yeah. chuckle about the irregular circumstances existing even beyond this particular experience. Wait, who did, did we, who was the, 
who had the boyfriend who fell out of the roof or fell from the ceiling? Radina. How did she die? She just like goes for the door when the corpse oh, yeah, drops. It pulls her back. That's right. And that was such a cool detail. Like all you see is some shaking and a tiny speck of blood on the, the lens. Yeah. And yeah. It, yeah. It's That's very fun. Sense. And I like that, um, you know, the spirit, he has a little variety, you know, he's not mm-hmm. just doing the same thing for everyone. Teddy, he's hiding behind like a wood pile Oof. and then gets knocked out and burned alive, turning him into the burnt ass zombie. That's right. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah. One wonders if it was him the whole time. Wow. One does. <laughs> one, one simply must. Wonder. One shouldn't, but. <laughs> they use the flash of the Polaroid to head for the door. And we can see the timer counting down in the top left. Yeah. A literal ticking oh, I clock. I didn't even think of that. Like, I, I didn't, uh, didn't notice that. But yeah, that's a good. That's good. It's great. And, and so you literally are waiting for the moment to happen. Suddenly they're attacked. The freaking zombie form of this thing leaping directly at the screen just as the Zoom call ends and cuts the feed. Movie over. Movie over. Yeah. We're quick. We're in. We're out. We're effective as hell. Effective as hell. I, that's what I appreciated. Like, I, I just like the movie on its horror level, but then just the production and like economy of time in this is so good. Absolutely. And I even like the fun end credits as well with the like yep. participants list comprising the people who worked on the movie. Yeah. And then, uh, the cursor moves over and just closes out yeah. Zoom. <laughs> I like to think of that as the the demon <laughs> clicking us out. He's like, well, I don't, I can't leave this like here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta sign into a different Zoom. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the credits made me think of like a Pixar movie in a way because it's like using the world of the movie for yes. every sort of detail. One thing, oh, I meant to mention this when before Emma dies, she's under the, her her own blanket. There's that awesome shot of just her eye poking through a little triangle part of the. Um, the blanket, which I think maybe is the poster. But for a movie shot on, you know, a uh, laptop or phone screens, that's a really cool shot mm-hmm. uh, that you could see, would maybe see in like a Kubricky type movie. It just is like very interesting framing where most of the screen is gray and just a tiny triangle shows one eye that's giving you all the emotion yeah. that's happening. It was really, really cool. I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see more more movies from this team. Yeah, I think that uh, it's if they can do this with uh, like a micro budget, yeah. really <laughs> exciting to see what they'll be able to do with a, with a little more funding, hopefully, yeah. for the next one. Maybe just a little more because you don't want you don't want a, exactly. like a second movie out to be like a huge budget, yeah. and all of a sudden you don't know what to do with it. That's exactly right. Something something nice mid budget. Yeah. Couple million, maybe yeah. you'll treat him just right. Couple billion, maybe. <laughs> Whoa, Colin Trevorrow over here. <laughs> and now, Mike, we've reached the part of the show where we sum up why this is not just a good horror movie, but is in fact the best horror movie ever made. This is the best horror movie ever made because because I think it was was taking something that we all were doing at the same time and the shared experience that kind of the whole world was having, more or less, and uh, really, like, put you in the middle of it. And and had, like, the scares and shocks that most, like, good horror movies do. But, hmm, why is this the best? That's a big part of it. Yeah. It was just so universal at the time. And not... Dracula and Frankenstein. This time, sit aside, Dracula and Frankenstein. It's Gemma's Game. Wow. They should have called this Gemma's Game. They should have. Why didn't they? Come yeah, on, Gemma's yes. Game 2. 
Yeah, I totally agree. To me, this is the best horror movie ever made because as famous best little horror house villain Roger Ebert once said, (laughs) movies are empathy machines. Mm. And I think that this is kind of an exercise in empathy in its purest form. It's so easy to Mm -hmm. put yourself in their shoes because of that shared experience that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Because it's so easy for all of us to relate to the little foibles of Zoom and the way that it it works and the way that it has these these functionalities that play into things that could already be scary. Well, it's it's funny, like, you know, haunted house movies kind of feel the same way because, you know, the majority of the viewers live in a house. And it's like, yeah, I know what a house is, and I'm in a house all the time. Cupboards could whip open, or if a light goes out, you think something's going wrong. Same thing in this, where it's just like, oh, this is now our day-to-day reality, so we know it very well. Exactly, and I think that this takes a lot of those elements of classic haunted house things, really brings it into not just the modern world, but as current as it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah. And just so impressive, the fact that this was... Pitched, written, <laughs> shot, edited, put out in, what did you say, 12 weeks? 12 weeks. Nuts. That is nuts. Very nuts. And uh, it would have been one thing if it just executed on that level. But mm-hmm. like you said, it has the scares. It has these great naturalistic performances that I find very enjoyable. I think yeah. that that the way that it is an easy communication between them really works for me. Um and uh, the fact that it was done on, on the budget that it was is mm-hmm. just icing on the cake. And that's why it's if, the best horror movie ever made to me. I wonder if this movie would ever have been made if Blair Witch uh, Project hadn't happened. That's a great question. I will say that this did give me kind of big Blair Witch vibes, especially yeah. when she is like under the blanket and like yeah, kind of yeah. just like talking to herself. The, the runny noses, uh, yeah. when they're all crying, I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> classic, classic Blair Witch, runny noses. <laughs> I feel like I don't know a lot of people who know this movie, though. I, I had to tell a lot of people about it when I first saw it. Uh, it didn't seem to get very popular. I mean, certainly not as popular as Blair Witch, but I wonder also, like you were saying, watching on a, a computer screen, watching on a big screen in a movie theater would have a different effect, I think. Yeah. Um, I think the, uh, the sound would have been too much, too grating, because I watch it just on my, you know, whatever little TV here that has, I don't have a surround sound or anything, so it's just like the speakers on the TV. And that's what you, like, want that, like, very uncomfortable, like, crackly <laughs> noises. Yeah. Which you, which you hate on Zoom, too. Like, Zoom's a horror show in itself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's an environment ripe for terror. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they, they do a lot with it. And so, good job, Rob, yeah. Savage, and team. <gasps> oh, fuck! <laughs> I've been taken! Ooh, taken. <laughs> That's my favorite horror movie. No, it's not a horror movie. What is uh, that, Thriller? Sure, hey, sex trafficking is a horror crime for yeah. sure. So, Liam... I, I didn't realize what that movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his daughter gets kidnapped for that. Uh, nice. So, Liam Neeson... Come on the show. Let's talk about taking. Yeah, get on here. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, this George, thanks so for having me. It, t- it took us a while to get this going. <laughs> yeah, we, well, hey, we did. We did some back and forths on uh, Twitter, I think. That's right. And uh, you know what? We saved the best for last, folks. The the final, the trilogy of the Sloppy Boys. <laughs> I was has, the last uh, one. Right, right, right. Yes, <laughs> you did save the best for last. <laughs> and, uh, you know, speaking of Sloppy Boys, 
you guys have a great podcast. Um, Thank you. You want to tell people where they can check that out? Yeah, we, we, uh, we do a podcast where we go through the International Bartenders Association list and make cocktails, the three of us. That's uh, Tim Kalpakis, Jefferson Dutton, and me, Mike Hanford. And uh, we yeah, sometimes we vary, we stray from the list a little bit. But we, uh, yeah, we make cocktails ourselves and chit-chat about them, and it usually... We get a little loose by the end. We, it's, uh, it's it, even if you don't drink, it's still a fun. We've we've heard from people who are uh, our patreons. We also have a Patreon, which is also very good. That that's a little less. Uh, we do less cocktail stuff on that. That's talking about movies or music or whatever. If you're not a drinker, that doesn't matter. You're still having fun. Yes, absolutely agreed. Uh, it's and uh, you find that wherever podcasts are found. Sure, and I think that the podcast is a damn hoot. Thank I you. Think it's great. Thank you very much. I think this is a hoot. Oh, well, thank you. Scary hoot. <laughs> hoot. <laughs> yeah, boot. But I also want to encourage people to check out Sloppy Boy's music as well, which Ooh, I am a yes. big fan of. You are a party rock band that uh, is uh, another whole heap of fun. Yeah. Um, it is, <laughs> it's, it is, uh, it's serious music, though. You know, don't, it's not a joke, even though well, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny music. Yeah, that's a tough one. It, it threads the lyrics the, are threads silly. The but we take the music seriously. Exactly. We had to like figure out some songs. Famously, we take our music very seriously. That's right. Exactly. We have a whole song about it. Uh, yeah, check that out on Spotify or or Apple or whatever. Hell yeah. As far as my plugs, find this show wherever. Uh, Little Horror PHL on Twitter. Uh, we also have a Patreon with all kinds of fun bonus episodes. Alana Johnston just came back to talk about Freaky Friday with Ooh. Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. That's a good one. Yeah, so if you want to hear us talk about that, you can check that out. We also did an episode about EC Comics and the the Crypt Keeper and all that jazz. Nice. Uh, a lot of fun stuff over there, Very among nice. other things. And uh, I never remember to plug this, but there's there's merch if you want it. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> um, Get the merch, people. <laughs> and uh, and send uh, questions, comments, all that stuff to uh, bestlittlemailbag at gmail.com. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you.